All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Are you ready? Yes. All right, welcome everybody to tell me something I didn't need to know. Well, thank you for telling us. You're welcome. I am Mary Swartz. I'm Hannah Green. And again, it is just the two of us, unchaperoned, uncontained, because Lynn is not in the building. And we're drinking alcohol. Oh, dear God. And it's fantastic. Oh, dear God. Mm. We could very well not be sober by the time we're done with this episode. Oh, we only have one can. Of that? I know. There's plenty more in the fridge. Where that came from. Oh, this is one of my favorites, though. Okay. Well, tell them. Um, we are drinking from Sierra Rose. <clears throat> We're drinking Blackberry Hard Cider. Now, Sierra Rose is a Grand Rapids company. They are actually located inside the Jaden James Winery. I have never had a single one of their ciders that I didn't like. So good. And I've had so good. peach and pineapple and blackberry and raspberry and various other flavors. Blackberry. This is not like a hard cider at all. It doesn't have that bite to it at all. It's so smooth and so yeah, they flavorful. Do a, yep, they do a fantastic job with I their ciders. I could work there and be happy. Well, maybe you should see if they're hiring. Okay. We can do our podcast from there. Okay. <clears throat> That'll be awesome. Actually, might be really entertaining to uh, to find a place that would let us record an episode. You're right. And we had just like people that are walking by. We can invite them to you know join in. Oh, wow. Yes. I like that idea. It's kind of a cool idea. Where do you want to start? I don't know. Mm. Yum yum. I know. You have a um, word of the day for us today. Of course. Yay. You ready? I am ready. Snits. Snits? Snits. Ooh. Snits. Um. S-N-I-T-S. Snits. It's a little fit. Nope. Not quite. Not a little fit. But when I tell you not to have a snit fit, you're going to laugh when you find out what snit means. Don't have a snit fit. It really doesn't like it leaves it. You always give me clues that leave everything to open. Oh, well, that wasn't a clue. That was just All a right, statement. Give me a clue. I'd like a clue, Vanna. I'd like a clue for two hundred. There's a good chance that you could buy snits at Robinettes. A good chance? It's not a hundred percent chance, or I don't know. I I've never looked for them there, but there is okay. a good chance that you could buy snits at Robinettes. Okay, snits. What could you buy at Robinettes? You could buy fruit. You can buy wine. You probably buy cider. You can buy fudge. You can buy ice cream. A snit is a type of candy. It is edible. Ooh, okay. We're on the right track. Is it a nut? It is not a nut. It is a dried apple slice. Oh, yeah. You might be able to buy them there. That wouldn't surprise me. So the phrase... Don't have a snip fit. Don't have a dried apple slice fit. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> snits, All right. Snits are dried apple slices. Okay. Legat McKee. Bless you. <laughs> Do you need a <laughs> tissue with that? Thank you so much. I think a little oozed out. Some, um, some Sudafed. <laughs> you and I have never had a Legat McKee. We have had some other things. Um, a legagamaki is this. We make up our own sometimes. Oh, I was going to. That changes what I was going to guess. I figured it would. Because I was going to I say. Because I picture us driving in your car. Well, when you said that you and I have never had a legagamaki, I thought maybe it was like the, the kind of cat fight where women scratch and pull hair. Oh, no, we've never done that either. No, no, we haven't. I'd rather do this than that. I'd rather I'd rather have a Lagog McKee with you than a cat fight. You'd lose. You think? I don't play fair. <laughs> I came from the same family. You think I do? <laughs> um, let's see. Did you, did you ever play that game where it was 
fair game to stab whoever's hand was reaching out for something in the middle of the table with your fork? I grew up at the same dinner table as you did. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we grew up in the same family. I think the fight would be kind of fair. It would be totally unfair on both sides. <laughs> I think that it would actually be really boring because both of us would be hesitant to hurt the other person. You're right. So we would just You're both right. stand there poking each other in the shoulder going, you go, do it, do it, I dare you, I dare you. Hit me first, hit me first. Chicken, chicken, chicken. Dad, she's touching me. Dad, she's almost touching me. Dad, she's breathing on me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oligogamaki. Yeah. L-O-G-O-M-A-C-H-Y. I could be pronouncing it totally wrong, too. Probably. Um, I frequently do, because, you know, (laughs) English is not my first language. Okay, so we've had adventures together. Oh, we definitely have. We've had misadventures together. Oh, yes, we have. We've had illness together. Yes. We have not had children together, although we have raised our children together. That is true. That's all very true. We've had a home together. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We've made we've made things up together. Yes, yes, we have. Oh, we've we've done a lot of things together, and mm-hmm. you said we haven't done this. Um, I can't really think of the fact that we've done this. We have not been arrested together. That's right. It's always separately. Always I, because we need somebody to bail us out, so we can't do that together. Because my husband won't bail either one of us out. I don't have a husband to bail us out. I know. To, we're going to have to call Lynn's husband. That's why we have to do it separately. Okay. Um, I've never been arrested. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just a better talker than you are. Um, okay, let's see. We, um, hmm. I was going to say we haven't broken the law together, but we have. Shh. Be very quiet about I mean, technically, speeding is breaking the law. So, you know, it's a lot of things that are technically breaking the law. Yes. What have we made up before, though, together? Oh, but you said we haven't. We haven't done this, but we have made up something together. We've made words. We make words up all the time. We've never had an argument about words. No, no, we have not. That's what it means. (gasps) Oh. Would you like to have an argument about words? No. Okay. No, because when one of us can't remember the word and the other one can't remember the word. We're just going to start making shit up, which we we do anyway. (laughs) We make up our own word and then other people are convinced that it's a real word and it's fantastic. Yes. Yes. We have done that. We have definitely done that. Especially when you try to tell them that it's not a real word and they start insisting that no, it is. (laughs) We've done that. (laughs) That's fantastic. Yes. You're like, no, I made it up. They're like, no, it's a real word. No, it's not. This one time, like, I was mispronouncing this word. Okay. And people really believed me. Like, they started mispronouncing it like I was doing. (laughs) And then when when I told somebody what it really was, they just looked at me like, you're a total idiot and told me how to pronounce it. I was calling it a spirit of me. Oh, aspartame? Yes. (laughs) It was a spirit of me in my head for a long time. Well... For a long time, I believed that it was calendula, and it's not. It's calendula. <laughs> yeah. Calendula. Yep. And we made up a total word together. I know, which was, fa- I think we've done it on more than one occasion. I'm sure we have. Observative. Oh, yes, observative. Yes. It sounds like it should be a real word, too. I say we should just start making up a word every single week. All right. I, okay. That'll be next year. We'll add it, but we won't tell them. We'll just add add it in. Conversation, and you can go, What does that mean? And I'll tell you, and you'll go, Oh, that's right. (laughs) No, no, we'll just (laughs) casually slip this made up word into our story. Are we telling Lynn? (laughs) Ooh. But here's the thing if we slip this made up word into our story, we could then challenge our listeners Mm -hmm. to see how many of them can message us with Mm -hmm. what word isn't real. Ooh. I like it. Me too. I do. I like it a lot. Because life is short and you should... Hell yes. Make shit up. That's right. It should. All right. So. Yes. Last Monday was Memorial Day. 
Yes. And we did our bonus episode about the unusual collection. So hopefully all of our listeners have listened to that and laughed as hard as we did. It's that was on the other one. Yes. Yes. yes that was on the other podcast. Okay. Well, you, I don't think you clarified that. I didn't. You're right. Okay. So here's my tidbit. Okay. A routine trip to the dentist was not really routine. Oh. After an Illinois man inhaled the dentist drill bit. Pardon me? And had to go to the hospital to get it removed. Apparently, he coughed. And as he coughed, he said, <gasps> and the drill bit came out and went right down his throat into his lung. Oh, or, good. Because people aren't paranoid enough at the dentist. Now <laughs> let's give them another reason to be. <laughs> One inch drill bit right in his lung. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So they basically believe that he inhaled, coughed, drill bit. Went right down. Okay. Right down his throat. Okay. Uh, the doctor who was at the hospital when he went to the emergency room said that their normal scopes couldn't even reach it. It was so deep into his lung. Okay. Okay. Um, they told the patient that if they couldn't get it out, they were going to have to remove part of his lung for it. Oof. Yeah. Which is really scary. Okay. So apparently they tried a newer device. Um, and they didn't specify what it was, but they said it's actually used for early detection of cancer. Okay. And they removed it out of his lung without harming him. Okay. It, whatever it is, is like real thin and narrow, so it went through his airways. Okay. And reached the drill bit, pulled it out. Okay. Uh, the gentleman now keeps the drill bit on a shelf at his home, hopefully out of inhaling reach. All right. Just because we did... I don't remember what... Bizarre collection. Yes, it was it's Lynn. It's not really a bizarre Was that Lynn that did that story? About the doctor that collected unusual things that he pulled oh, out of people? Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so not a collection, but that's... Wow. Sometimes that's where collections start. Well, I hope this guy doesn't inhale other things just to add them to his collection. That sounds dangerous. Some people do that. It's, it's yucky. In my opinion, it's very yucky. All right. Yes. So I have a little story for us, a little tidbit. Yes, we love a little tidbit. So back in March, yes, Mike Tyson, yes, launched his very own line of edible gummies. He called them Mike Bites. Oh, for God fucking sakes! Nothing. Zip my lips. My lips are zipped. Do you want to guess what they are shaped like? Boxing gloves. Nope. Mike bites. They are <gasps> shaped. His ear. Where they took a bite out of his ear. He took a bite out of Evander Holyfield's ear. So it's Evander Holyfield's ear? So they are shaped like a human ear with a bite out of it. Oh my God. See, that's how much attention I paid at boxing is. I just knew that there was an ear with a bite in it. So, here's the thing. Oh my God. He actually is not going to be able to sell Mike bites in the state of Colorado. What a shame. Now, his cannabis business is called Tyson 2.0. Oh, for God's sakes. And he's not allowed to sell his Mike Bites in Colorado due to a state law that bans marijuana edibles from being shaped in the form of humans, animals, fruits, or other images that could attract children. Yes, because bitten ears are so attractive to children. They so, gravitate right to them first. Yes. So they're going to change the shape from the bitten ear. Oh, my God. To the letter T. Now. Nothing like self-promoting. Not only that, but I okay. I why would, do you think that a child would be any less likely to eat something a gummy. That, that looks like a gummy shaped like a T? It's a gummy. They, they're going to be said the word gummy is there. Uh, Yeah. That's what children do. They eat gummies. Yeah, and you can buy alphabet-shaped gummies. You can buy every shape gummies, trust me. I've so, done the research. I'm sorry, but I don't know that changing it to a T is going to make it less appealing to it's a not. child. It's gummy. It comes across as being candy. Um, yes, so Mike Bites will actually be sold at dispensaries in Massachusetts, California, and Nevada. I'm so sorry, those states. I'm so sorry. So this is what they look like with the little chunk bit now in oh the top corner. Oh, my God. Yup. Yup, yup, yup. Oh. 
Please don't buy me any of those. Well, they aren't available in Michigan. Oh, good. Well, we don't always stay in Michigan either. I've never been inside of a dispensary. I haven't either. But I did think that that was kind of amusing that he's not allowed to sell them. So he's going to, because they're shaped like a human ear. So he's going to just change them to a T. Okay. All right. Speaking of gummies. Yes. I don't know how you knew. Oh, I had no idea. I know you didn't. I just kind of tied right in. Haribo. Yes. Haribo. Everybody knows who Haribo is. And if you don't, you've been living under a rock. Let's talk about Haribo. Are we going to talk about their sugar-free gummies? No, no. I don't I don't believe we're going to talk about those. Oh, then that is a story for another time. All right. I don't believe I cover that in this story. All right. Are you ready for a story? I'm ready for a story, Mary. I had a lot of fun doing this story. Okay. From fast food, body parts, thank you, Hannah, movies, and God only knows what else. They have left their mark on entertainment, furnishing, jewelry, clothes, toys. The list goes on and on. They're adorable. They're sweet. They're easy to love. And they're personable. They come in many colors, many flavors, many shapes, and many sizes. So we're going to talk about gummies. It's almost like you knew. I actually bought this bag for my grandson. I thought we could have fun. He could try it. All right. Johannes Regal Sr., born on April 4th of 1893. He is born in Friesdorf, Germany. I really couldn't find anything about his early years, so we really can't talk about those. Everybody called him Hans, so that's what we're going to call him. At the age of 27, Hans married Gertrude, and he was working at a confectionery company. Okay. Although he was feeling a lot of frustration. Because Hans felt the job was kind of dead end and wasn't really going to go anywhere. He kind of felt like it was never going to get any better than right where he was at. And that's obviously not what he wanted for his life. So Hans left the company and he went home and he started making hard candy sweets from his kitchen in his own home. He used a copper kettle, he used a marble slab, and he began making hard, colorless candies, and his wife would hand deliver them to their customers riding a bicycle, because they didn't own a car. And at that time, she was his only, only employee. But this employee had a really sweet face with cherub cheeks, and she had a, a very genuine smile that was heartwarming. Now, being the creative man that he was in 1922, he created the name for his new company out of the first two letters of his first and his last name and the town that he lived in. Okay. Which is exactly where Haribo came from. Okay. All right. Um, so 100 years ago, he started this company. And I actually tried their 100-year, they had a special edition. It was pineapple. Okay. It was pretty good. So Hans sold his candies to individuals. He sold them at local street fairs. But he still didn't feel like he was doing enough to get his company name out there. Okay. That's what entrepreneurs want. They want everybody to know them. He did a lot of experimenting and eventually came up with adding gelatin to his candy, which softened it. And then he later started adding fruit flavors to make it more enticing. He also found the shape of dancing bears was very popular with people. He called his newest candy the Dancing Bear. Um, The Dancing Bear actually came from a European tradition that went back centuries where they trained dancing bears and they were very popular with locals. Unfortunately, most people didn't know how they trained the bears to dance. The bears were actually poached from the wild and I'm not going to get into the details because it saddened me to an extreme degree when I read on how they trained these bears. They were trained using some very barbaric and horrific practices that are no longer legal legal today. So a lot of people actually credit Hans with the invention of gummy bears, but he really didn't invent them. He kind of perfected them. Gummy bears was a popular candy, which it continues to rise in popularity even today. It is actually a combination of a Turkish candy and a Japanese rice candy. Um, And they had been around since at least the 1770s and probably before that. 
Hans took those recipes, changed them a little bit, used his gelatin, um, whereas in Turkey and Japan they used corn or rice starch. So Hans and his dancing bears were an instant hit when he began to market them. The children absolutely adored them. Parents even appreciated the softer, chewier texture. In 1923, the business was thriving. It was doing so well that they could actually afford to buy an automobile to make their deliveries in. And of course, the car had to have advertising signs on it and the required pictures of gummy bear candy. Now, by the beginning of World War II, Hansen's company was employing over 400 people and they were putting out 10 tons of candy each and every day. Wow, that is a hell of a lot of candy, especially for 19, your 1920s, your 1930s. In 1925, just three short years after the Dancing Bears, Hans came out with his next cornerstone of the company, the liquor stick. Each stick had the Haribo name on it, and then came the licorice wheel, and that could keep children happy for hours. Okay. And after that, the first cousin to the Dancing Bear, they brought out the Black Bear, which was licorice flavored, of course. The company steadily grew and expanded, and by the mid-30s, their simple but catchy slogan, Haribo makes children happy, was known throughout Germany. On March 31st of 1945, Johannes Regal Sr. died at the very young age of 51. I couldn't find the cause of his death. Now Hans left behind three children. Hans Jr., who was born in 1923, Anita, 1924, and Paul, 1926. And shortly after the death of their father, the two sons were actually taken prisoner by the Allied forces and they were held in a POW camp until they were released in 1946. And when they got back to the town of Bonn, the company was still running. But there were only about 30 employees left there, struggling to keep it afloat. Wow. <clears throat> Gertrude had done her best, but due to the war, there was a serious shortage of raw materials to produce the product. The fact that there was anything left at all speaks volumes about the strength and the fortitude of the woman that Hans Sr. had chosen to marry. Now the sons weren't about to let their late father's dream go down the drain. Together they vowed to rebuild it. Through a lot of hard work, sweat, and ingenuity, within five years, they had over a thousand employees working for them. Paul was head of production and Hans Jr. took the role of CEO. He took care of their marketing and their sales. And he was the originator of their slogan, Kids and grown-ups love it so, the happy world of Haribo. Yep. It was also during this time that the cola bottle gummies and gummy cigarettes made their appearance. In 1960, the company chose to start mass marketing their products throughout Europe because until then they were just in Germany. And it, it was at this time that the gold bears were born. Now the gold bears were incredibly popular. They were so popular that there was a birth certificate issued for them. <laughs> And the German Patent Office recognized them as a registered trademark. We're going to get to that. The Gold Bear was, and still is, the indisputable star of gummy bears. Gold Bear visits schools. He is in parades. He even had his own cartoon at one time. It is said that Gold Bear is so popular, he even has his own cult following. Wow. Now, 1962 ushered in Haribo's first commercial on television. You can still watch the 22nd black and white ad with the flying candy that tells you, in German, of course, how Haribo makes children happy and adults, too. As time marches on, mm -hmm. like the candy going down the production line, a few changes were made here and there. They acquire another company. The shape of the bear changes. His feet became smaller. His colors changed a little. He became a little softer more plant-based. The iconic gold bear acquires a red bow tie. And Haribo begins an advertising partnership that ends up lasting so long it made it into the Guinness Book of World Records. The bears now came in several flavors, strawberry, lemon, orange, pineapple, and raspberry. And Haribo opened its first store in the United States. With Hans Jr. and Paul Regal at the wheel, the company was flourishing. And in 1999, Dr. Paul Regal was inducted into the Candy Hall of Fame. They were employing more than 5,000 people around the world, and their plants were marching out 70 million gummy bears a day. Good Lord. When he was inducted into the hall, Dr. Regal said, and this is a quote, probably my most important experiences come with dealing with my most important customers, children. 
If I could pass on one piece of advice to those who deal in candy, it would be to make the kids happy. End quote. Now, for Haribo's 85th birthday, the apple flavor was introduced to the Gold Bears, and of course, they revamped the packing with a happier, more cheerful Gold Bear wearing a bigger smile than ever before. You remember Juicy Bears? I don't know if I do. Here are the new bear in town. The gummy bears that squirted when you bit into them because they were filled with juice. Okay, there's something really disturbing <laughs> about that. They are still sold today. I should have bought you a bag. And they come in the fruity flavors of lime, pear, apple, peach, raspberry, and black currant. Mmm. You know I like that one. I know. I thought of you. Four of these flavors were new to the market. And people decided they shouldn't have to choose which kind of bear was better. That there was room in the market and in their tummies for both of them. On August 2nd of 2009, the world bid a fond farewell to Paul Regal, who passed away unexpectedly. He had always been busy coming up with new ideas, ideas or new inventions. Always busy and well-loved. People remember him as coming up with the licorice wheel winding machine. Okay. Now, at, his time, at the time of his passing, he left behind several children who were working at Haribo in a company worth $3 billion. Good Lord. Yes. I mean, they really took this company. And after working actively at Haribo for 67 years, Hans Regal Jr. passed away of heart failure during a surgery to remove a brain tumor. He was 90 years young. He had dedicated his life to Haribo. He would be remembered for his desire to make life a little sweeter for all people, big and small. And at that time, his nephew Hans Guido Regal took over the reins of the company. Now, today, the company produces more than 100 million gummies a day that are sold in over 100 countries worldwide. It is still family-run, and they have absolutely no plans to change that. So to celebrate their 100 years, Haribo released a limited-edition gummy offering called Passport Mix, which offered popular gummies manufactured around the world, including crocodiles from France, bala from Spain, bricks from Portugal, Cherries, Gold Bears, and Happy Colas from Germany. Rings from the UK. And airplanes, which are a special shape exclusively made for the Passport Mix. Gummy Bears, Blue Sharks, Peach Rings, Cola Bears, Cola Bottles. They're all icons of the candy. I mean, when you say that, that's what you think. But did you know that at one time they had gummy Dungeons and Dragons? I did not know that. Troll Gummies? That one I do remember vaguely. Roadkill dummies? Gummies? Roadkill gummies? <laughs> English is really hard. I did not know that one. I believe animal rights activists stepped in at that one. <laughs> and they had something to do with the fact why you can't get those anymore. They probably didn't like the tire marks on the backs of each squish gummy. Oh my god, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Have you heard of the Arsh Meat Orin gummy? I don't think so. I don't know what those gummies look like, but I do know what the name means. What's it mean? Ass with ears. <laughs> I'm going with donkey. <laughs> There's some very rare, hard-to-find gummies that the company makes. You can get gummy mangoes. Mm, that gum sounds yummy. Gummy pugs. Okay. Orange soda gummies. Okay. Volcano gummies with lava. I did see those. Citrus and cola flavored foxes. Okay, I did not know about those. Hockey pucks. Interesting. And forest spirits with an herbal vanilla flavor. Um, yeah, they're fairies. Yeah. Which sounded kind of cool. Um, so sweet, sour, plain, neon, filled, unfilled, no matter whether you eat them by the handful or one at a time. When you ate them, did you eat them one at a time? Um... Here's the thing, yes, because I don't like the flavors to mix, and I always had to bite the heads off first. Do you know what flavor the green one was? Um, no, not off the top of my head. Strawberry. Interesting. Um, or whether you separate them by color, because I'm sure some people do. Haribo gummies have been around longer than we have been alive, and they will continue to be here long after we're not. So I got to this point, and I thought my story was done. Right. Thought this is a good story, written well. Yeah, I'll tell it well. Silly me. I reread my story, I did a little editing, and all of a sudden a rabbit hole opened up in my brain. And we all know how that goes, and I jumped in it. 
Yeah. Did you yeah. do what I did? Because I tell you what I did. You brought up Haribo and I googled most bizarre Haribo gummies created. No, I didn't go there. I went in another direction. All right. Well, they make pretzel gummies and dill pickle gummies and hedgehog gummies and they make all kinds of gummies. When we think of gummy bears, does it take you back to your childhood? They make flamingo gummies. Does it bring a picture to your mind that makes you smile? Do you giggle? Does it bring a mo- to your mind a picture of jail or prison? No. Well, me either. But that's the rabbit hole I went down. In October of 2020, mm-hmm. Chicago was dealing with a seriously sticky situation. A serial burglar. Midwest Brewing Company had been broken into three separate times within one week. The burglar entered the premises the same way each time, same entrance, same window. They were making off with cash, tools, pallets, and some food. First of all, why wasn't there a camera on the entrance, especially after the first or second time? It wasn't until one of the women that worked there mentioned that the burglar, or burglars, they had even stolen a bag of gummies every time they'd broken in. And that got the police officer's attention. The officers, who actually responded to the Midwest Brewing Company, had recently busted a gentleman burglar who had an open bag of gummies with him when he was busted for another burglary job. Okay. Okay. Now, you imagine, you know, it's in his pocket. Right. Regular bag of gummies. So, imagine they probably fingerprinted the gummy bear bag for fingerprints, and Terrence Cole, who was 55 living in Chicago, was busted for multiple breaking and enterings, of which Midwest Brewing was only one. The bag of gummies they found in his pocket was a five-pound bag. What the hell? How do you hide that in your pocket? I will tell you it was not returned to the owner of the gummy bag bear bag because it was considered to be evidence. Well, I will tell you this. He was definitely wearing a belt. (laughs) Good one. Yes. They say the drugs will kill your brain cells. And if that is true, this next story makes total sense. (laughs) Is this a separate story? Oh, no. We're talking about gummy bears, honey. Okay. Ryan Daly of Berlin, New Hampshire, was arrested in March of 2021 for shoplifting. Why do you think he shoplifted? Fucking gummy bears. Why? When they busted him, along with the gummy bears in his pockets, the police found methamphetamines, prescription suboxone, and prescription Adderall, none of which belonged to him. (sighs) People are stupid. Yes, they are. In 2020, more than 200 people brought court jars of gummy bears to the state capitol in Illinois trying to prove that bails for criminals should be eliminated. I don't get it. It, this, it makes a little bit of sense. Okay, I'm not saying they're right or wrong. Not taking a side. They believe that they were working for criminal justice reform and mass incarceration because not everyone who is behind bars can afford bail. And they believe that if you were simply awaiting a hearing, you should not have to be behind bars simply because you were in a lower income bracket. How about we just not commit crimes? Yeah, you don't want to go to jail and sit in jail? Don't do not do illegal things. Yeah, don't be a douchebag. So each jar they held, they brought, held 250 bears, which represented what they said was a thousandth of the number of people who were incarcerated in the state each year. Interesting use of gummy bears, I say. Some people might say it was a waste of good food. Now, I'm not even sure I can tell this story with a straight face. Honest to God. All right. We're going to try to be serious about this one. Yeah, okay. Well, SWAT teams should be, you should, when you do a story about a SWAT team, you should be serious, right? Sure. Okay. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigations went to the district attorney in Rutherford County and told his office that items being sold at businesses across Rutherford County were, quote, infused with illegal controlled substances, end quote. More than 20 businesses found themselves raided by the Tennessee SWAT teams in what officials were calling Operation Candy Crush. (laughs) This is a true story. (laughs) Jesus Christ. 20 businesses were raided. The owners were all arrested. The doors were all padlocked. And their inventory was all seized for testing. After testing gummy bears and other candies for THC, the chemists from the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations declared... That nothing at all had been found. All criminal charges were dismissed. The records expunged against the store owners. The public nuisance actions were dismissed. And all property seized under the court order were to be returned. 
I cannot even imagine being the attorney general or the district journey, attorney and, and trying to explain myself to the public. No, I'm not running for re-election after that one. Well, then we have a story in Louisiana and a story in Hawaii where they had gummy bear statues outside of their businesses that were stolen. It's probably worth. It's probably with Bigfoot. It's probably with Bigfoot. You are right. Bigfoot needs something to eat. Now, the one in Hawaii actually caught the thieves in action on a camera. They tipped the statue over. They lowered it down to street level. They carried it away. They actually had to sit it down. They walked away. They came back with a dolly. They put the bear on it and continued on their way. Neither gummy bear was ever returned. I think it takes a special kind of asshole to steal a gummy bear. (laughs) Now, this isn't just a story for children. It's well known that there's a cult you can join to drink or eat liquor-soaked gummy bears. And if that's not enough of a challenge for you, the 26-pound gummy bear soaked in liquor is one you could take on. Yes, there is a 26-pound gummy bear, and for $149.99, you can order it in either orange, red, green, or blue. He comes complete with his own serving bowl and a one-year shelf life. He is gluten-free, Hannah. Oh, thank God. And without the liquor, it's only 32,000 calories. (laughs) So, gummy bears are multi-purpose. If you make or you're gifted gummy bear jewelry, eating on the go can take on a whole new meaning. There's gummy thumbprint cookies. They're really a thing. Gummies look good incorporated into gingerbread and candy houses. So, gummy bears. Anywhere and everywhere. Coming to a town near you. Gummy bears. Slowly taking over the world. (laughs) Okay, so... One of my children was gifted a five-pound gummy bear. Okay. Yeah. That's big. And dense. So dense. Oh, yeah. Because they're solid. Now, here's the thing about this. I don't know whatever happened to it. I don't know if they tried to eat it. I really didn't care. I was absolutely horrified by this. Because this is where my brain went. It didn't go down the mom path of, do you know what the dentist is going to say? It's going to make you fat. I hope it's not sugar free. (laughs) Okay, you're right. Instead, this is the path my brain went down. You ever tried to eat a gummy bear that somebody like put in a dish and just left sitting out after a couple of days? Oh my God, you just chew and chew and it's like, it's like survival food. Diet food, because you will chew on it for the rest of your life. There you go. Yep. A five-pound gummy bear. Don't know that there's really any way to keep that fresh enough to make it edible. So unless you're going to eat that whole thing, like, I don't know, at some pot in pot-fueled party with you and 27 of your buddies. In Tennessee. In Tennessee. Um... I just don't know what you actually do with them. It would be like eating 16 bags of the share size gummy bears, which are only four ounces a piece. It would be more than that because four ounces, four times four is 16, which makes you a pound. Yeah. So you need 20 bags. That's what I thought. You said 16. Oh. It'd be 20 bags. You're right. Um, You're right, 20. Because, you know, math isn't my strong suit either. <laughs> I'm aware. Math, English, geography. It's all, it's all rough with me. Um, it's all hard. I don't know if it's all hard, but the gummy bear definitely <laughs> would be. Yeah, they get, like, leathery. Like, still soft, but really, like... Chewy. Yeah. Like, like you could just chew forever. Like... Like an ever-living gobstopper <laughs> gummy bear. <laughs> Like, the people that I used to see who would drink their wax bottles and then put the wax in their mouth and just chew it and chew it and oh, chew it so and gross. chew There's it no and chew it. no flavor. I don't know why, why people ever do that, but... Oh, I tried it. It's, like, gross. It's like chewing on wax, because you are. But you just chew Ew. it forever. You could just chew it forever. Oh. It's like chewing... What are those little... Oh, chiclets. Chiclets. It would be like chewing chiclets after three minutes. <laughs> Oh, my God. Those things are horrible. They literally last three minutes if you're lucky. 
Yes, and I'm after three it. minutes, you're just chewing a piece of rubber. Oh my god. Yeah. Just food for thought. <laughs> so if you've ever been gifted a five-pound gummy bear, and you have successfully consumed this five-pound gummy bear. How long bear, did it take you? We'd like to hear from you. If you've ever had or seen the 26-pound gummy bear, you should send us photos. <laughs> it's huge. It's massive. And it's like really, take a five-pounder and like quintuple that. Because it's not like long. T- how, how many pounds is it? 26. Okay, so, yeah, it would be uh, 5 times 5 plus 1. Yeah, yeah. so quintuple. Yeah, yeah. good job. Look, you mathed appropriately. I mathed appropriately. <laughs> it may never happen again. She didn't even have a calculator, folks. Oh, my gosh. Wow. No, I'm just here for entertainment value. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Somebody actually, one of our listeners actually sent me um, a headline that and said... You should look up the origin of gummy bears. Um, but I didn't feel like the whole dancing bear thing, if I'd have gone into that, it was pretty horrific. Yeah, let's not. No, no, I didn't feel like that that would be appropriate. And that's not the kind of story I want to tell. There is a lot of, there unfortunately are a lot of stories out there about the way that they've trained animals or done things that are pretty, pretty awful and... Yeah. I think we're better off just leaving it alone. Yep. So if you go on to the Haribo company, they actually have a video you can watch of the timeline, which was pretty cool. Um, the one thing I found was that every story and article I read said that Hans Sr. and his wife only had two children. Right. The two boys. So I really believe they only had two. The daughter is actually listed on the timeline on the company's website, which is why I included her. Interesting. Now, she's never mentioned in the business. You know, I could not find, like, a date of death for her, so I don't know if she died young. I, I well, could not yeah. find anything else about her, but, I mean, I like, saw a picture, and she's really adorable. And Well, also keep in mind that back then... Um, you know, it really wasn't uncommon for daughters to kind of be left out of family businesses. You're right. But I have to look at this particular company and say, I don't know if that would be true. Because I don't Gertrude know ran that business while the boys were in the POW camp. Well, and it's also possible that maybe you know, the daughter didn't have any interest in right. it. Right. I mean, it, there's a lot of possibilities. I mean, maybe I wish- she fell in love with... A man in the military, and they got married, and she had to move away. Or yeah. we have no idea. I was just saying, you know, if anybody goes and Google's it and thinks that my information is wrong, that is why she got included was because she's actually on the company's timeline website. Yeah, I. Uh, there is actually a factory store. It is still in Bonn. Yes, um, I did look that up, and obviously, I've never been there, but. I have been to the Jelly Belly factory here in the U.S. And that would be fun. And I've done a couple of tours, um, and it's really, really neat and informative, and you learn a lot. So if you ever have the opportunity, whether it is Haribo or Jelly Belly or some other local company that's been around for a long, long time, seriously, go and... And take their tour and learn about their company. You'd just be amazed at what you'll learn. That's it's good. It's really yeah. interesting. It was very, very interesting. That's good. So, not once have I ever done a tour and thought, good Lord, I, yeah. I hate everything about this. Right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it was like the company was kind of interesting and, and how they brought it up. And, you know, it just, the whole thing was, like, you just kind of got the feeling that there was a whole lot of hard work and sweat involved in, yeah, in this whole thing. Yeah, it was just cool. Yeah, like I said, a lot of the companies that have been around a really long time are always open to, to doing tours and sharing their history with the public, and I like that. Me too. All right, good story, Mary. Thanks. Good story. Yeah. 
You know, I missed my opportunity. Yeah. So we had done recording last week. If you haven't heard last week's story yet, go back and listen to it. That was that was fantastic. We had we had done recording and you said, I just wanted to say in the middle of this, there's a monkey in this story, isn't there? <laughs> yes. I did say that. I did say that. I could have said that today, and I probably would have been correct. Because <laughs> if you go and you look up all the different gummies that Haribo has made over the years, I'm pretty sure there's a monkey in there somewhere. I'm sure there is, and there are like oh my! Gosh. I just like when I, I there were so many. There's like gummies yeah. of everything now. Um, so I didn't want to, like, go down that rabbit no. hole. It is interesting, though, because if you start going down that rabbit hole, you will discover, as you mentioned briefly, that all these different countries have different... But they're not just, like, gummy bears. No. They have all kinds of interesting candies that Haribo makes yes. for other countries. Yes. They actually... And I did mention that they bought another company and stuff, and I actually, in my... My original story, I went into great detail about that, and I thought, you know, that's not really, no, it's but not it really is... relevant. But yes, they make a lot of other things besides gummy candy. And if you go online, there are a lot of different places that you can order from. Yes, I and... was super intrigued by Roadkill gummies. I uh, thought that is amazing. <laughs> that is freaking. And amazing. I would like to point out, they do make alphabet gummies. Haribo makes alphabet gummies. Great, great. Do not get them mixed up with Mike Tyson's gummies. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Mike's Bites. Yes. So if you enjoyed our story, then we would love to hear from you. And if you hated our story, we would love to hear from you. Um, We're gluttons for attention. (laughs) (laughs) We love feedback from our listeners. We do. We love feedback, we love story ideas, we love corrections because we fully admit we're human, we make mistakes, we miss things, we misspeak things. Well, my my, my pronunciation of some stuff is, I admit that it is, it is flawed, <laughs> but when I research a story, I really try to go down as many avenues as I can to make sure that the information that I tell in my story is as accurate as possible. Yeah, I do think that you do a fantastic job. And I actually did a story for the other podcast where when a relative would tell the story, they were incorrect. So you really got to you really got to check everything out. And we do try to be very very yeah, very very thorough. We do. But we do make mistakes. We are human. Yep. We do make mistakes. So yeah. So yeah, if you if you have a story idea or a correction or whatever you would like to share with us, we would love to hear it. Yes. If you just want to send us a message and say, you know, hey, I listen, I listen at work, you put a smile on my face, whatever it is that you want Yay. to share with us, we would love to, to interact with you. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Yay. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, Hannah. You're welcome. I just break shit. <laughs> you can find us at tmsidntk at gmail.com. Yep. You can message us, email us, contact us through any of those avenues. Um, <clears throat> if you have enjoyed your short stop with us, please feel free to follow the podcast. Absolutely. That, that means that new episodes download automatically for you. You can leave us a rating and a review. It's free. It takes 60 seconds. It tells us how we're doing, what we need to fix, what you love and want to hear or see more of, and it helps others find us. We're on pretty much every streaming platform mm-hmm. that I'm aware of. Yep. If you know of one we're not on, please let us know. Yep. We will work to get ourselves added. I actually do have a final thought. All right. Hit us with your final thought, Hannah. Take the time to learn something new this week. And share it with others. Yes. Very much so. Have a wonderful week. We love you. And we can't wait to spend some time with you again next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. What the world needs now is love.
only thing that there's just too little love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. Lord, we don't need another mountain. Oh